It is Wednesday night. It's June 1st, 2022. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast coming your way. I'm Tanner Lee. My co-host Paul Zarman's here in the middle of the screen, not wearing big gold over his shoulder this week. That's behind Austin Shepard, who was the big winner at Double or Nothing. And in response, Paul. It's temporary. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm surprised you showed up tonight the way you took that whooping. I mean, that was no finger poke of doom on, on Sunday night. That was a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I almost wanted to call you the brook and brawler today. <laughs> King of the squad. Uh, Sorry, I, I, too much. I, I will say, Paul, you took some chances. Uh, I told you the Anna J pick. It's going to be your downfall. Yeah, yeah, it was. But congratulations, Austin. It came down to the main event match. If Hangman would have retained, I would have won the championship. But the CM Punk era definitely has begun, as we saw tonight on, on Dynamite. Yeah, the, the one-point pick um, just had a little bit of a feeling. They're going to give that guy a push towards the end of his career. Let's give him a year here. Yeah. The only reason I would have picked it, if he would have went up against somebody his age or younger or somebody up, you know, the way EW does and the upstart of the business, yeah, I like Hangman retaining. But for some reason, I just think, like, look, Punk, his age, all right, they're going to give him a run. It was part of his deal. So here we go. Summer of Punk Part 3. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that it is. That it is. Uh, before we get into recapping Dynamite tonight, what were your guys' overall impressions of Double or Nothing? Uh, what'd you like? What'd you didn't like? Match of the night for you guys? Go ahead, Paul. Oh, I uh, I love Double or Nothing from start to finish. I really didn't have too much to complain about it, apart from the fact that Anna Jay should have won. But uh, <laughs> we're not going to get into that right now. I was cheated. That's that. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, moving on here. Uh yeah, match of the night, probably going to have to go with everybody's pick, and that was um, the anarchy at the arena. That was so fun. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I mean, you, I, you couldn't keep up. No, you couldn't, no. and and I love the, the callback to New Jack with the music just playing and playing and playing. Um, and and Eddie, Eddie Kingston, for a minute, I literally thought, I'm like, yeah, he's got a Secretary Jericho on fire. <laughs> like, he just, you never know with Eddie. Um, and I think he would have if it wasn't Brian Anderson. Yeah. yeah. He was going to do it. I mean, the, we saw the ring get ripped apart. That was, yeah, that was that was the best best match of the night, in my opinion. But there was a lot of good ones. I did think for a while I thought it was the weakest pay-per-view AEW has put on. But I think that's because of Game 7 of the NBA of the Eastern Conference Finals going on. Tony constructed it so it started off hot out of the gates and finished real strong with four really good matches at the end. Yeah, um, I saw that uh, on the Kicking Out podcast Twitter, we actually retweeted a tweet that said, I don't know if anybody caught it, but uh, or Anarchy at the Arena started right as Game 7 ended, and it just took off from there. Right, right. I mean, that match was good. Rosa Deeb was good. Uh, the triple threat tag team title match was really good, and then the main event, of course, was good. So, um I mean, I I thought the weakest match of the night was the one that made you mad, Paul, the TBS championship. I just didn't think those two gelled in the ring. 
compared to their first uh, matchup on Rampage. No, but uh, hey, we got Athena out of it. That's true. That's true. And um, oh, his name is escaping me right now. The manager of Jade, the brand new manager of Jade. I, I can't think of his yeah, name her right publicist. now. Publicist. Yeah, publicist. And then the other match I was disappointed in was the Bucks and the Hardys. I mean, Jeff Hardy's banged up. That's why he wasn't on, on Dynamite tonight. But you, you knew they weren't going to follow up the Ladder Wars match from 2017. But Yeah, the, the Bucks really carried him through that match. Yeah. yeah. They did. They did. A lot of super kicks. <laughs> oh, a lot. Yeah, there, there was a few cool super kick spots. Yeah. But, um, but overall, I mean, if that's the worst pay-per-view AEW's put on or one of the worst, they're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so. I I'm in the sixes on the rating overall, but again, I was entertained. Yep. Yeah, I went back and watched it the last four or five matches. So, yeah. In another good match was the House of Black and um, Death Triangle that over exceeded my expectations. Yeah, that was a good one. We kind of knew she was going to come back, and uh, Julia Hart was going to come back and do that. So. Long payoff there. We waited for a long time, but it, did, it was but pretty good. Cool. Worth it, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was worth the wait. So. Um, and hopefully, now we're done with that storyline completely. Uh, with uh, House of Black Death Triangle, we'll move on and see what House of Black actually has. Yeah, I think I think that's the direction they're going. Got to start pushing those guys trio titles. Hopefully, get in the picture sometime in the near future, and they can be a team that contends for those. So, uh, but Dynamite tonight was from the LA Forum, the first California show AEW's done. Uh, this has been planned for a long time, sold out really quickly when tickets went on sale. So you knew the crowd was going to be hot. Started off in a hot way. New AEW World Champion CM Punk comes out. Then his tag team partners, FTR, come out. Big pop for all those guys. And then Max Caster and the Gun Club come out. Caster cuts a pretty good rap, like he always does. And what, what do you guys think of the Gun Club's new interaction where they they take the mic and say a, a nearby big city in the state, but get it wrong, and then Bowens finishes it off? I mean, Foley did it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But I mean, Max Caster, awesome dude, yeah. thoroughly entertaining. Um, the Ass Boys, <laughs> I know they get mad when you say that. Obviously, they want you to say that. And then you got you got Billy Gunn uh, pushing down the other guy, and I don't know. They're in, they're entertaining. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Turning, I'm not turning the channel. So it worked for this segment. So. Yep. It's because everybody loves the acclaimed. <laughs> I I'm not gonna disagree. No, they're they're pretty great. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're super entertaining for sure. I mean I mean I mean, even if I don't watch Dark or or, or um Elevation, I have to go check out Caster's raps when he's on. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. You're gonna watch them on the next day on YouTube or whatever. Yep. He's doing something right. Yeah. So. And he made fun of the uh Johnny Depp herd case today which we all thought we all laughed for the last yeah. weeks we've all laughed at it so. yeah exactly exactly Objection. Hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> well played well played um austin's pretty- not actually the champ it's just a a picture up there well it's uh- oh no i don't know how to photoshop i'm not a good <laughs> hey by the way look at this thing 
little Rochester glass action. Nice. Oh, very nice. Very yeah. fitting. Very fitting. Uh, this match was actually a really good opener. Um, Caster in the in the ass boys really got a lot more offense than I thought they would. This match went a little longer than I thought it would, but in the end, Punk hit a big power bomb on Austin Gunn, which sent sent him into Billy Gunn. With with then he uh, gets nailed by the GTS straight into the big rig by FTR for the win. Um, after the match, Punk says he's never done drugs, but he guesses this is what it feels like. He says he knows he needs to get better. This is what the title's about. He says his road to be here is littered with mistakes, and he'll keep learning from them. People can say positives or negatives, but they all call him champ. Hardwood then says the things Punk hasn't done. Uh, he has, and this is what it feels like. He puts over his wife and daughter who are in the crowd, and they're the only things that mean more to him than wrestling. He says when you attack him and Cash, it doesn't sit well. So he says if you're from a different company or the same company, sorry, Finley, bring your ass out of here and we will kick it. Uh, Punk says New Japan has some of the best wrestlers in the world. He says he knows the forbidden doors back there. He wants to know who he's got. And the ace... Hiroshi Tanahashi makes his presence known. That's going to be a big one. I'm excited. Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought Tanahashi might go against Mox, but I'm, I'm not disappointed by this whatsoever. Well, real quick, before we get into that, Mox being in that uh, Blood and Guts match, which is three days after Forbidden Door, all of a sudden you take those guys that are in the Blood and Guts match – you kind of take them out of Forbidden Door before, like the storylines. Yeah, you kind of do. That's a good so you, point. You take Jericho, the two big guys I think of. You take of Jericho and Mox. Now, even Kingston had some uh, New Japan here in the last couple of weeks, but you take all those guys out of the out of the storyline because three days later they have this big blood and guts match. Mm-hmm. So that one threw me for a curve for a little bit. Yeah, I suppose they're thinking there as well. We got enough talent. We can build up the Forbidden Door. We still got to build for our next huge dynamite right after that. Yeah. But that's that's a good point. Um, maybe they still sprinkle some of those guys on there, but like like you just said, that kind of messes with that storyline. So, yeah. Interesting. Unless somebody returns. I mean, we're going to see more and more people pop up every week. Yeah, I thought I thought we'd get more than one match booked tonight. So, yeah, you know the Bullet Club's coming soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Jay we'll White's coming, coming soon. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, we got Finley and uh, Hangman next week. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Well, and, and we we saw the invasion last week during FTR's match, so. So they're coming. Um, but we then got what I titled tonight's episode. Best promo I remember in a long, long time. I don't care if it's a work, shoot, whatever. It was entertaining as hell. MJF, they gave him the mic, which I, I don't know about you guys, but I was surprised when that graphic came up this afternoon because I expected to see him wrote off TV for a little while. Yeah, yeah. When uh, when that got shared to our little uh, text group, I was like, really? This quick? I figured at least next week. Taking 12 power bombs, taking off oxygen, taking off the stretcher with oxygen, even though the oxygen was clear up to his eyes. <laughs> um, I, I thought, okay, they're writing them off for a little bit until they kind of figure everything out. But, you know, supposedly there's sources saying that he and Tony met on Monday and something must got figured out if it didn't even before Monday. 
because uh, they gave him a mic and let him go. Yeah. And it was uh, it was glorious. I mean, he he just proves when he's on a roll, nobody can touch him on the mic. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's the best heel in the business when he when he gets going. Um, I mean, he brings he brought up WWE references, saying if uh, if if Tony would treat him better if he was the next WWE guy, says he's uh, the only position Tony should have is behind the guardrail. Doesn't want to wait until 2024. He's begging Tony to fire him at the end. Calls him an F and Mark. And then his microphone gets cut off and the entire stream gets cut off. Which, if you're watching on Fight, though, it was uncensored on there. I saw that on Twitter. Ooh, okay. So, a lot of entertaining stuff here. I mean, very passionate. This was definitely his version and AEW's version of the pipe, pipe bomb, I would say. Yeah. I mean, what, what, Austin, what's your take on, on the whole situation with MJF from over the weekend yeah. into tonight? Going into tonight, I thought, like, it's a work, right? And then the more the more the promo goes on, I'm like, okay, he's got me a little bit. He's got a little bit. And then they cut the mic off. Well, he, he said a couple – I think he said an F-bomb, and they bleeped it out. Right. And then they, they, they kept the bleep out. Like, they never brought it back after he said the F-bomb. And then the mic was out, and I'm like, okay, I don't know. Like I said, I'm a work, I'm a work. I'm all of a sudden I'm hooked. So I, I, I still think behind the scenes, TK gave him the money, and we're we're gonna ride it out as long as we can. I I, I think it started off as a shoot, and they've worked it into yeah. a work. Yeah, because uh, the the one the one thing I always go back to is I don't think Tony Khan's the type of person that would have people spend money for meet and greet and then purposely have MJF stand them up. That's the one piece of everything over the week. And I, I think was definitely a, a shoot. Oh, I agree. hundred percent. I mean the airplane stuff. I mean, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful and Fightful selects arguably the best in the game. I mean, he's one. I, when he says something, I believe him because of his sources. He says he has confirmation that a ticket was bought for MJF for a, uh, a red eye flight and the ticket price was just stupid it was like two grand or something he doesn't know who bought it but he said he's got confirmation that it was bought right before the meet and greet i don't know well tk smart enough to say hey look all right you got me i'm not gonna let you go anywhere else right you got this much heat you got this much following i'll pay you but Let's continue this. Right. Let's let's string it out as much as we can. Let's tell, you know, let's make some merch. He's gonna have a shirt coming out, I bet. Yeah, let's I mean merch. Let's let's just let's string this out for the next month or so. And then we'll we'll you know, we'll just fade it away and you're still part of the company. So we we had a comment here before we went on the air from Matthew on YouTube. He said, promo of the year, bro. Can't argue that. Yeah pretty good one well hold on Be- before we get into the shoot work stuff mjf is a hell of a promo yeah, yeah. he is yeah. oh so, yeah so whether he's working you or he's shooting you the guy can get you hooked and he's good yes so throw all the other stuff we've just been talking about the guy the guy's a hell of a promo so that guy he, he's he's pretty close 
he's worth the dollar bills, in my opinion. Um, I mean, if the reports are true that he's getting well underpaid of guys such as Mark Henry, um, Christian, some other guys who have came over from WWE, yeah, he's been a pillar since day one of AEW, and he's put on great matches and great storylines all the way through. Probably deserves to get paid more, but I also understand Tony's side of it. Okay, I'm going to pay you more. Let's get some more ears out of it, too. Like any, I, love like any the, sport. I love the WWE uh, reference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, that, that was strong. I think it was huge tonight that the Warner Bros. executives were there because Tony... Tony Pulled all the stops out tonight. I mean, he let the guy just go. So those Warner guys, did they see that the new champion was behind my head? <laughs> if not, they will. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll see it in a, you know uh, when they rewatch this tomorrow. <laughs> okay, all right, keep on going, Tanner. Uh, great, great, great promo tonight. I think. I, I mean, I mean, I thought this show was awesome tonight, but that was my biggest takeaway. And I think, I mean, it lit the Twitter world on fire. It lit the IWC on fire tonight because. It's just like, God, like this guy is so good. He's good. Like, it was I'm just, good. it was so entertaining. I mean, I, I, I don't know, you know, over the weekend, I'm like, okay, well, he just kissed his championship run goodbye for the foreseeable future. And then I watched tonight, I'm like, call me crazy. They still might put the strap on him by the end of 2022 <laughs> or early 2023. I don't know. How can you not? I know. I know. He's special. And, and and that would put a bow tie on that punk storyline too. I mean, they have a rubber match they need to get in some point. So uh, yeah, and maybe stuff. that's where we go with this from here. Is uh, you know MJF says, "Look, you want to keep me? I want a shot at the gold. I don't care who the champ is. I've beat Punk before. I'll do it again. Give me a shot at the gold, or I'm out the door." Yeah, it'll be interesting because. Wardlow's number one right now in the rankings, and of course he dominated MJF like he should have with how the story was set up. But uh, MJF needs to be in a program where he can get a big win. Hey, real quick on the on the Wardlow thing, if he's number one now, but he was just all elite this week, so all the previous matches technically weren't all elite. You're wow. you're, you're how right. Number one. You're right. Yeah, his record down there is like 51 and 6 or whatever it is, 52 and 6. Yeah, technically that should be have an asterisk by it. You are right. So, <laughs> I, 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 again, I know it's all mixed together, but. You're right. You're not wrong. They're trying to, they're yeah. trying to throw it over our heads. I think, I think a tweet to Tony Khan needs to be made about that. Yeah. Tony listens to the fans. So. Yeah. Have at it, Tanner. You well, call no. TK out on that one. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get blocked. But number two in the rankings, Adam Cole. He's hurt. But yeah, he's hurt. Which yeah, we'll, we'll get into. There's there's a couple guys on the injury shelf. A lot of athletic tape around the shoulders tonight. <laughs> Many guys going on. Wonder why. Then we got Johnny Elite, uh, aka John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact. Uh, Johnny uh, insert company name. Pretty much. Um, I didn't even realize he picked up on his first win in AEW on Dark over the weekend. I missed that until TK tweeted that out. Uh, so he was going against anybody from the back. And like I kind of speculated when I sent you guys CJ Perry's tweet today, the wife of Miro, that said she'd be tuning into Dynamite tonight for some reason. 
Miro finally makes his long-awaited return. First match since he lost the TNT title to Sammy Guevara back in November. Yeah, and uh, the dude looked great. Oh, yeah. I mean, he cuts a pretty good promo, um, all about God, really. Um, he doesn't want to want to come home to his God. He wants to take his. Um, Miro uh, kicked out. After uh, Johnny Elite connect with the shooting star, standing shooting star press, he attempted to move from the top rope, but Miro rope uh, from Johnny kind of, I don't know, his foot still caught Miro and it wasn't supposed to, but I mean, Miro just rolled out of the way and sold it like nothing ever happened. But I mean, Miro being Miro, I'm sure he ended up saying something to him about make sure you hit the move right. Yeah. Um, I've never been the biggest Johnny Elite fan. I mean, his parkour stuff's pretty impressive. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I've just never. He's been one I've never really enjoyed watching. I haven't enjoyed him since Eminem. So there much. you go. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But it's, it's nice to see Miro back. I hope they throw him in the TNT title picture because they need. I don't, at least we know Sammy and, and Frankie can't challenge why sky's got the title anymore so yeah that was that was something too the other day that match was interesting uh we then get the jas who got the big win in the anarchy in the arena match over the blackpool combat club eddie kingston uh santana and ortiz angelo parker starts it off and says they dominated the match so the aew galaxy should appreciate them Little knock to Roman Reigns, uh, WWE Universe acknowledge me, which the mm-hmm. crowd didn't really give it much attention. No, um, they didn't. But I love it though. That's what they do. They're sports entertainers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then yeah. Daddy Magic comes on. You can see the. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell if it's stitches or staples or what in the top of it, or just some marks on the top of his forehead because he he got busted open pretty good on on some forks Sunday. will do that to you. Yes. Um, he adds that people will now know that they're the princes of pain because nobody does it better. Jericho says what the fans deserve is the winners of the match on Sunday, which is them. He says them uh, winning the match wasn't a price, uh, wasn't without a price as he lists some of the injuries, points out that Kingston tried to set him on fire, points out that when sports entertainers face pro wrestlers, sports entertainers always win. Kingston then appeared and said he'll fight them all right now. And then he tells William Regal to let them know where he wants to fight them. Regal yells blood and guts, just like he yelled war games. It was good, but I thought when he, whenever he would eventually say it, it would have more impact. It kind of didn't deliver as I thought it would. Did you guys kind of catch that too? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think the way Eddie set him up for it didn't work out the best. I think right. it would have been better if, you know, there would have been a little more from Eddie. Eddie's great on the mic, and tonight he just didn't deliver. They probably should have Regal in the back, and then he'd come out with a microphone and say blood and guts, and not just kind of stand there and look like you wanted to fight and then say blood and guts. I don't know. It just didn't. It's William Regal. He always wants to fight. I know, but. Eddie, he he dressed up for the occasion tonight. He had the DiMaggio jersey on. Yeah. Come on. A Yankee shirt and some basketball shorts? I mean, look at him Sunday. He had a Yankee shirt on white, of course, with just blood all over it. I mean, it was classic Eddie Kingston. It was fantastic. Um, hey, can you be a Mets fan? 
Sure. Yeah, Yeah. I'm with you on that one, Austin. That's about the first time we've agreed tonight. Yes. (laughs) Fair enough. I'll take the heat for that one. I should have worn a Yankees hat. Um, Maybe next time. But Jericho said they're not getting blood and guts. Then the faction jumps Kingston Buzzy. As Jericho turns around, Ortiz has uh, the the sock. I forget what they call it. And he nails him right in the head. Uh, Then he cuts off some of Jericho's hair. That's enough to get the blood and guts match. Jericho says they've got it, but he wants something as well. He wants to shave Ortiz bald. He wants him in a hair versus hair match. And that's going to take place at um, Road Rager on July 15th, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Like I thought we were going to get this before blood and guts, not after the way Jericho made it sound. Yeah. Or June, June 15th. June 15th. July. June 15th. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it would be before. Because you got blood and guts on the 29th. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So I we got, we got some big shows coming up. Which which sucks because it takes Jericho and those guys out of Forbidden Door. Right. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier. We were yeah. talking about earlier. Yeah, it does. You're, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that during the show, and now you're making a really good point. Um, that does suck. But hey, good point. Right here. Yeah, that's why you got the title above your head. Hey, Paul, wait, see that guy right there? Give him another, <laughs> give him another point. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Paul pulled with Jeff Hardy. He's off the screen. He's gone. Yes. He's gone. <laughs> Twenty-five more minutes than I thought it would take. So, sorry, Paul. <laughs> Difference is, I come back. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but yeah, like, the you, graphic is uh July 15th. I'm pretty sure it needs to be June 15th, though. That'd be in I, I agree with you, but so they must have met. I, I wouldn't put the put past the graphics team to mess it up, <laughs> it wouldn't be a first time, <laughs> kind of like Excalibur. Yep, so we then got a video package showing Samoa Joe being attacked after double or nothing by Jay Lethal and his group of Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. Just Keeping the ROH storyline going, I guess. I, am I the only guy that hates that Satnam Singh guy? No. No. Okay. He sucks. You know, I remember him. I mean, when, when AW signed him, I was reading about him. I'm like, yeah, I remember him playing in New Mexico State because Indiana played New Mexico State. I think it was in a 2012 NCAA tournament. And yeah. that's the first time I had seen him. I'm like, when I, guy's him, so I remember the old South Buck. Yeah. yeah, he uh, couldn't move very well, but. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday, June 15th. June? There you go. All right. That's in right. St. Louis. Yes. That's not road to road rage. Hmm. That's what yeah, the graphics really said confused. tonight. So now I'm confused, but we'll keep it. We'll I am too, because July 13th is a, a, a Wednesday. So they've got something all messed up. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Well, then we got a tag match that was changed uh, from the original match. We got Red Dragon and Heiku Leo uh, in the Unbucks versus Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, Darby Allen, and Matt, Matt Hardy. Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy were both supposed to be part of this match, but they're both banged up with injuries after double or nothing. So they're getting some extra rest. Uh, pretty good match here. I was actually surprised by the result. As yeah, Red I was Dragon, too. Like Leo and uh, the Unbucks came out on top. I mean, I was, but I wasn't because they're in California and it's the Young Bucks. 
Right. But like I was mentioning, the Young Bucks got a huge pop. It's awesome mentioned. Hardy's arguably got a bigger pop right yeah. after. But but you didn't have Jeff involved, so right. I get it. Um, look at Kyle O'Reilly. All that tape on his shoulder. That was a ton. Yeah, but if we go back two weeks last – or the pay-per-view in the week before, he had those suction circles. I don't know what you call yeah. them. Right. They, um, yeah, they get the blood flowing. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny does that too, Omega. Yeah. Let's we'll just call it – it's a hickey. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's a, yeah. They're disgusting so, looking what it is. It's a medical hickey. He had a bunch of those, and then today he comes out with all that tape all over. So, obviously that dude's fighting a shoulder injury. Right. But he still went 100%. I like it. Yeah, and his match with Darby, they did a good job too on Sunday for a match that had no build so, really whatsoever. Darby's not going to make it to 30. There's no way. Like, <laughs> no. I, I was listening to the latest episode of uh, Talk of Jericho today, and he had Matt and Jeff on. And this was recorded a couple weeks ago was after the crazy uh, match between Darby and Jeff. And Darby, after the match, was told Jeff, oh, what a rush. That was crazy. And Jeff goes to Matt and goes, I remember what it was like to be in my late twenties. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, yeah, Darby, you better yeah. uh, watch yourself, or you're not going to make it to some. Some of the dives Darby does, it's just stupid. I thought he knocked himself out on Sunday with that that, yeah. that suicide dive because he landed on his head <laughs> and didn't move for a couple seconds. No, no that because I've always talked about him and Ray Phoenix, like who can shoot themselves into the fifth row of the crowd. Uh, f- f- or who could shoot themselves into the crowd further than the other one, but uh, Darby, man, guy's insane. So yep. good, but he's 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 insane. Um, but good match. Uh, ended up with uh, Jungle Boy got caught uh, with his uh, one of his own as Matt dropped him with a high low after he tried to get involved, and the Bucks hit the Meltzer driver for the win. So very entertaining match, though. So very entertaining. So FTR is the number one contenders, and they definitely have made it known they want the tag titles. I see the Hardys are up there in the top five. I, I was surprised Jurassic Express retained. That helped Austin become the new KOP predictions champion. Um, I, I think I think you see FTR go for some New Japan stuff mm-hmm. down the road, and then AEW kind of takes a back seat for a while. Um, maybe I could I could get on board with this, even though it's nostalgia. They're obviously building for the Hardys to at least make a run at the titles. What if they unseat Jurassic Express, but hold on to the titles for like two months, and then FTR takes it off of them? Because I think we need a, a dream match between those two too, even though their styles are completely different. I really think we see FTR hold every belt except AEW right now. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I'm giving Paul a little bit of a spoiler going in Forbidden Door. A little okay. bit. A little bit, but I really think we see FTR hold everything but AEW because they're going to be billed as the best tag team of all time, which I can't debate right now. Yeah. That Harwood could be my favorite wrestler, period, in the last five years. I love what he said uh, after the meet and greet the other day. He said, if I knew all it took for these fans to like us so much was being a baby face and how fun this would be, I would have done it years ago. 
<laughs> you know what, Donald? I don't think you can give him a. I don't think you can give him the baby face. No, they haven't changed. He's just real. Yeah, he's freaking real. Yeah, like that promo tonight. It's from the heart. Mm-hmm. So, how can you not give that guy? Okay, okay, he's from the heart. You're gonna say, oh, you know, he's a good guy, but no, he'll still beat your. He'll still beat your ass if you had to. And did you guys read that R- that SI article about CM Punk? By chance that came no. out before double or nothing. Well, one interesting part was uh Dax and Punk are both big coffee guys and they love Starbucks. Yeah. And they happened to meet up at Starbucks without even planning that. And they're sitting down and kind of and Punk's like, uh, what do you got going tonight on Dynamite? Hardwood's like, I don't know. Punk goes, You're gonna you're gonna face me tonight. We're gonna tear the tear the building down. Hardwood's like, Okay, whatever. Punk went and talked to TK hour or two later, he sends Dax Dax a text, he goes, We're on. And then they tore the house down. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's right cool. now, if you're not a Dax Harwood fan, you're not a pro wrestling fan. Ah, you're not a good person. No. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. I will. <laughs> I'm just saying you're not, you're not a pro wrestling fan. Because yeah, that dude true. right now has us all hooked. That's true. And and I do like the comment that TK said about the Briscoes. He said that pretty much that they're ROH legends, and he hopes to see them sometime soon. So. They've been awful quiet on social media. Last five days. I know they're the Impact Champions, and I love them, but they've been awful quiet. So, I don't know. Yeah. And and to build off of what Shep said um, regarding the uh, FTR title runs, I think, yes, we need to see them get everything else, um, all the other gold, no AEW, but – they face the Hardys who are still claiming to be, you know, the best tag team. Um, and it's the best tag team versus the best tag team gold on the line, like ROH and AEW tag titles winner takes both and FTR picks up the win that way. I get on board with that. Yeah. At a pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they still should have been on Sunday. <laughs> that was criminal, but they weren't, I don't know how they let that happen in the build up to it, but Whatever. Um, after the tag team match, this was interesting. Matt showed to look to show some respect to Jungle Boy, but Christian Cage gets in the middle and pushes Matt away from his guys. Well, you, it's coming. You've been saying this for six Gosh, months. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's coming, but I can see it, but they're not pulling the trigger but, on it. But I felt like this is awkward. It was. Yeah. It was awkward. Like, Christian pulled him out, let him, let him go back, pulled him out. I don't know. Yeah, it's just awkward. And and Jungle Boy's whole "I'm sorry" as you know he was getting out of the ring and walking up with the camera on him. He's just "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Okay, we get it. Let's do this now. But yeah. it's going to be like the Julia Hart thing. It's going to happen in six months. Right. Right. And maybe they'll swerve us with how they do it too. Maybe yeah. it's not who we think will turn on who. So. Maybe they both turn on Luchasaurus. You never know. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay with that. I think they need a split. I mean, Jungle Boy doesn't need him anymore. I I don't think Jungle Boy needs Christian. So no, I think he's no. good. On, I mean, his 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 mic skills have really improved over the last year. He's he's ready to go. I love Jungle Boy for the uh, TBS title. TNT. All right, TB. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, if he went against Jay, that'd be pretty entertaining. But we can't go that far yet. <laughs> yeah. We we then saw Swerve and Keith Lee backstage. Swerve introduced a bunch of his friends. 
Keith Lee says whether it's tagging for the gold or singles competition, they can swerve in their glory pretty much. I might have not got that word for word, but yeah. Yeah. They put on a good match on Sunday. Like I said, that triple threat was awesome with them and Team Taz and, and Jurassic Express. I was ready for him to win, and I, I don't think them winning the tag titles would have helped me retain my title, but I just nah, wanted you to see were, you, were, you were way down there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was, yeah. I got cheated. Uh, I mean, I got if, cheated. You lost, if you lost by single digits, I could give you that, but no, I, mean, I when, when Austin and I score in the 50s and you like 36. Uh-uh. I, uh, I, I had did you get forty? Did point. you end up getting forty? I broke forty because of Punk All right. winning. All right, you, did you just didn't update the scores. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. I just said Austin won. So the Brooklyn Brawler still calling you. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's still taking bookings. Still taking bookings. Uh, then we see yeah. Tony Schiavone on the ramp like he is every week, uh, introducing a new addition to AEW, Athena, which I'm really excited to see her in the company. Um, she comes out, starts cutting a promo. Then Jade comes out and interrupts her. And she introduces Stokely Hathaway. There it is. There's the name I was forgetting earlier. Uh, Stokely like says, her. you know, I, I'm not too familiar with him. I know he previously worked in WWE, but a lot of people on Twitter rave about him, say how great he is. So I'm willing to give him some time. Based off of uh, the TBS championship match, he did something with Anna Jay at some point. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, when he popped up on TV Sunday, I'm like, "Who is this guy?" And I could tell Jr. didn't know who he was because yeah. you hear comment Jr.'s like said something Ooh. like, "I still know who he is" or something like that. It's like, "Oh my god!" Like, like something Excalibur only get away with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, Mark Sterling is way better than this. Yeah. Stokely guy or whatever. Yeah. Tisk, yeah. Tisk, tisk, shame, shame, shame. It'll be early, interesting if Sterling's even with Jade anymore. I mean, we kind of saw him still represent MGF tonight in, in the Wardlow story. Yeah. So Biggest swerve of them all, Jade's in the pinnacle. Yeah, the pinnacle's <laughs> dead. <laughs> dead and buried. Gone. <laughs> uh, they're still listed whoever at of the pinnacle. Yeah. Well. On the roster, so. Harley Blanche is still alive. <laughs> He's in ROH somewhere, which, yeah, there you go. Right. Uh, this is pretty much setting up a three-on-three with Athena, um, Athena, Anna Jane, Chris Statlander versus Kiara Hogan, um, Jade Cargill, and um, Black Vel- or Red Velvet, Black Velvet, Red Velvet. Couldn't think of her That's name. That's a good song, though. Yeah, I couldn't think of her name. I'm, I'm here reading my notes. I'm like, it's not my notes. It's not my notes. Um, yeah, it's a it's a way to get all all six ladies into a story for a little bit. I'm fine with it. You you know though, Athena and Jade could be a hell of a match. Athena is is a worker. Yeah, Jade could keep up with her. I mean, we we could that could be a show for sure. Absolutely. I I I think it's finally a contender that. I could get on board with dethroning Jade, but if I held the pencil, I still wouldn't have her lose it to like early 2023 to like revolution. But who, who you got between now and revolution that could step up and do that. That's the problem. I don't know if yeah. you have anybody. Well, no. say nobody comes free from the forbidden door, right? You got everybody in the company now and Athena 
Fina right now is one of the top. You're not you're not gonna have you're gonna have a Brit come down because no. she's been world title. Thunder's not coming down. Nope. World title. Um, maybe maybe Statlander. Maybe, but but that's maybe stretching it. The crowd would love yeah. it, but that's you know. yeah. And sorry, you're not gonna have any of Kenny Omega girls. No, they're out of there. So I yeah, mean, no. I mean that's that's kind of the corner they backed themselves in right now. Yeah. So. Don't be wrong. I think I think the women division is getting very very strong. I do too. I like it, but when you go to that TBS title, a little bit a little bit different, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, the moment they take that strap off of Jade, she's going to the big title. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. She's not like in the ring though. Guys. I know. Hopefully, hopefully they'll wait till <laughs> till she. She is ready, but I don't know how long it's going to take. I mean, so far she's done a great job. Don't get me wrong. She's getting a lot better. I can't knock it on her. Right. But for her to put on a 30-minute match with Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, we ain't going to like it. No. We're going to complain about it. Sure. See, here's here's how I think this should happen. We uh, work up towards All Out, uh, where it'll be Athena versus Jade. In the meantime, Jade picks up her other 18 wins, gets that 50 and 0 record. Uh, and then we start fudging it like Goldberg. And next thing we know, no, she's no, 200. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> and then Athena beats her. And because Jade got to that 50 mark or whatever number she's at, and then lost, we see Jade crumble, take time off to find herself, improve her ring skills, come back first part of 2023 and immediately start working our way up for the women's title. You got a point, Paul. Yeah, pretty good. Actually you do because yeah. if you're, if you're going to take the TBS title off of her, you got to give her a break before she comes back. It, it, and you know, that's the thing. Uh, well, I'll hold that thought. You're right, but yeah, Point, pointing up to the title for everybody that's not watching on video. And Paul pulls a hearty again and he leaves over the rope, over the barricade, into the crowd. Paul goes. He gone. He gone. Uh, Wardlow's first official match as a member of the AEW roster was against J.D. Drake and Wardlow squashed him like we all saw coming. Um, Powerbomb Symphony, which just gets more over and over every week. He also hit a big lariat in this match. After the match, Mark Sterling comes out, hits Wardlow with a lawsuit for the security that he's been beating up. But he responds by grabbing one of the security members and powerbombing him as the rest of the security and Mark ran to the back. So short, sweet, good. You know who else has dominated J.D. Drake? Who's that? Leva Bates. <laughs> True. Everybody has dominated J.D. Drake. I mean... He... A lot of potential, but he's just not a character that is interesting. He's there for a reason. I mean, he's getting his check signed just to put talent over. So, yeah, I'll take that it'd, check. It'd be worse. Um, but where do you guys think Wardlow goes from here? Wherever Wardlow wants. I, I mean, is he too big to be in the TNT title picture? No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. This guy's got a rocket up his yeah. you know what. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
I think he could have the big goal around his way sometime next but, year. But I think with Forbidden Door coming up, you're going to have guys like Warlog put pushed in the back a little bit. Yeah. Because we got a big pay per view coming up that doesn't include all the all elite guys. Right. And then we'll, we'll after Forbidden Door, we're going to filter back and and do uh, all elite guys. So, yeah. Again, to, to me, he is one and zero as all elite. Yeah. Okay. But hear me out on this. You guys say he's too big for the TNT. Miro comes back, gets the TNT. Miro Wardlow TNT Championship. That would be fun. I don't see those guys put on a good match though. Yeah. You don't think so? They're, they're, they're two powerhouses. I, I don't. I don't see it. Hey, yeah. the, the good thing is every time Wardlow steps into the ring, he doesn't immediately go for a choke slam, so we're good. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, I I don't know. I man, the roster's so stacked when I I'm trying to think of who could challenge who for the titles. Um I mean cars Sky and Miro. Yeah. Really good match. Yeah. Yes, I'm just glad Sammy and, and Frankie. No, no offense to Frankie, he hadn't challenged it too many times. And I, I think Sammy's a great talent. I was just tired of seeing him win it every other week. Yeah, Frankie's in, or Frankie's in Impact. He got buried last week or so, right? And then Sammy, he's down in Brazil. They're on a vacation again. Vlogs yeah. and yeah, his girlfriend wearing no bikinis or whatever. I mean, good for him, but um, yeah. Hey, by the way. Ty Conti's taller than Sammy Kimbara, right? I think so. Uh, He's yeah. pretty close. She's taller than him. I don't know. What what'd you guys and I know we're a little off topic, but what'd you guys think about Paige Van Zant's debut the other night? Um her at her. least she learned wrestling moves before she made her debut. Yeah. She yeah, she's getting trained by Gangrel, which that was that was neat to see him on Rampage on Friday. I thought she was uh, better than most debuts coming from a different discipline into pro wrestling. I thought she did very well. Yeah, I did yeah. too. I mean, it wasn't perfect by any means, and she's still very green, but she's got a lot of potential. She does. I think the AEW women's talent roster, if they play it right for the next 12 months, could be epic. Oh, I think you're right. I mean, the talent's there. It's just they got to be booked right. Yeah. Give it, given a chance. So, I still think we need an all women show at least like once every six months or something. You, you, you know what though? You're right because you have enough. You have enough females now. Yeah. Do that. Absolutely. And, Which, and I mean, in some of these females, I mean, they put on very entertaining matches. I mean, Thunder Rosa Deeb was fantastic. It was, it was a great match. The build was awful, but the match itself was awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, it's because Deeb sucks on the mic. Right. Thunder right. Rosa's okay on the mic. Right. But in the ring, they both performed, and it was a good match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you just go on the other side, they, they weren't that great. But Right. Yeah. No. Uh, they have enough talent to do an all-women show. Yeah. It could be good. Yeah. I mean – we saw WWE do one, a network special or whatever. Maybe they did two of them um, a couple of years ago, and it went over pretty good. 
So, yeah, yeah. We then got the lone uh, women's match of the night tag team match: Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Uh, we saw Tony Storm and Ruby Soho pick up the win as Ruby Soho uh, hit a big kick and then the destination unknown for the win, getting the pin on Jamie Hayter. Yeah, it was a surprisingly entertaining match. Um, I've always been a fan of uh, Ruby since she debuted in another company on their lower tier, um, mainly because of that Indiana connection. I mean, she lives like 45 minutes away from us to begin with. Um, well, they, but, they list her from Lafayette, but she, she actually lives up in South Bend. Yeah, technically from the, I thought it was the region area technically, but Northwest Indiana. But the reason she yep. lists herself from Lafayette is that's where she trained. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, it, it's nice to see, you know, WWE didn't really use her the way they right. could have or should right. have. Uh, you know, they put her immediately into the riot squad and she didn't really get showcased a whole lot. We're finally getting to see that. I thought she, I still think she should have been the Owen Hart women's winner. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Austin and I were in agreement last week. There's no way the couple wins both, right? Well, they did. Right. <laughs> None of us thought that. The only reason I went Statlanders because I still want that. I can't win the big one storyline. Yeah. Well, in. Ruby came out, you know, to Rancid, which was awesome on Sunday night. And she had the jacket said time for a change. I'm like, okay, she's not losing this match. Right. Then they swerved us. Uh, And she um, came in last. Yeah. um, She still can't win the big one over Britt, but maybe she eventually gets it. And and, and, and I was going to make a point earlier, and then I saved it for this segment. Paul was talking about kind of what he thinks they need to do with Jade. I'm getting Britt Baker fatigue, to be honest. I wish they would take her off TV for a month or two, then bring her back. Three or four. Or yeah. even three or four, even though AEW never seems to do that unless it's a well, legit injury. But we, we didn't see what they did with Thunder tonight. So yeah, next week or two, what we see with Thunder, depending on what they do with her. So Yeah, I just think, I mean... Great. She's a great talent. I just, I mean, you got to have her go for the title again already. She yeah. has taken no time off since she debuted. Right. Yeah. Apart from a legit I mean, injury for a it, few months. In which they still kept her on TV, which made exactly. her bigger because she was catching fire then. And that was smart of them to do. But I mean, this time they should if it, just give her a break for a little bit and then bring her back. And I think the crowd would get invested because I don't think I'm the only one getting her bigger fatigue. No. No, the crowd doesn't seem to pop as loud, and the the DMDs they, not as loud. They weren't either. feeling that win on Sunday. No, they were not. So, but uh, that was still cool—a cool presentation by Doctor Martha Hart. Um, you know, it was cool to see them get the belts, and the belts look great. Like Shep said tonight in our our text message, they got that classic old school tag team feel to them. Yo, I'm ready for I'm I'm ready for the replicas to be out so we can buy them. Sure, they'll be pretty pricey. If, 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 oh, I'm sure. I mean, the only replica belt they've put out is pretty pricey. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, Austin's got a pretty nice belt above his head there. Is that a replica? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other wrestlers here in my head instead of Jeff Hardy that I can that I can uh, throw in there towards Paul. I'll, I'll think of some more. 
But oh, he's back. He's yeah, back. He's back. He he is, is, he's coming back. It's because he's for those who watched the- Jeff Jarrett in the 1990s. <laughs> oh, oh, ouch! That one hurt. No, I just I, I'm making gestures towards you guys that uh, the camera doesn't need to see. Fair enough. We then got the main event of the night. Uh, this is a rematch from a couple months back. Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley. Fun match that actually uh, did a little overrun tonight. Yeah. Uh, TBS let them have an overrun for once just by about two or three minutes. But we saw John Moxley get busted open big time in this match, which I loved. And he ends up picking up the win after hitting a paradigm shift and then choking out Garcia with a bulldog choke. That's after uh, Chris Jericho got involved and Kingston got involved, which <laughs> Kingston was running so fast. He about pulled a uh, uh, Titus O'Neil and about went under the stage. Well, that new under, under the ring. Slick. Under the ring, yeah, a little slick. Yeah, he was he was running like DiMaggio down there. <laughs> so, so before we get into this, I read a dirt sheet article earlier in the week that before Regal got uh, out of NXT, he wanted to bring Yuta and Garcia in. And, and there was one more, too. Was there one more? Yeah, there was three. Yuta, Garcia. Uh, yeah, go ahead. There was another one. Pro- probably Rip Ryerson. That was the oh, first. Was, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Junior, <laughs> not senior. <laughs> but I just I thought it interesting with uh, Regal on commentary tonight. He really kind of put over uh, Garcia. He did. He did. So I, I find that interesting. But the the back screen, like he wanted you to and Garcia in NXT before he decided to leave NXT or was asked to leave NXT. So tonight we get like kind of full circle. So you got You got a uh, guy like Moxley going to put mm-hmm. him over. Because that's the way he wanted to be. No, oh, yeah. So. I love watching Daniel Garcia wrestle. Yeah, he's getting better and better. Um, I mean, he's one they better keep under contract because I could see the WWE throwing him some pretty good money in a few years. Well, he he was already years, probably he do it now for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was a good way to end the show. Um, definitely, Moxley then said uh, if they want blood and guts, he sign him up. So, uh, so I presume it's going to be a same format as last time, five on five. We're going to get the same guys that were in in our in the arena match. I presume. Maybe. And I I did like the fact when um, JS came out earlier in the night, they didn't have Garcia with them. I did yeah. like that small detail. Yes. It was, but, a, uh, it was a nice little, uh, you know, he's all backstage preparing type thing. Without I still don't know where Santana backstage. was tonight. Yeah, he was He was nowhere. Yeah, he must have something. That flop off of the ladder probably took him out. He loves those ladder spots. I know, but that he looked a little funky when he landed. Oh, I think they were all hurting pretty well after that match. They all took some... Some crazy bumps and stuff, and and it was interesting. Um, Jerrica was on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast a week or so ago, and they were talking about the first Stadium Stampede match, and he was talking about the upcoming Anarchy in the Arena match, and they were asking like, "How do you prepare for like the spots you're gonna do?" 
he said, well, you get there early, you go around the stadium when it's empty, and you kind of just start looking at things and picking things out that you want to use. That's pretty interesting psychology that goes behind those things. So some of it's kind of on the fly. Other of it's like other, others, most of it's, I mean, of course, planned out what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. But good show tonight. I thought the, I thought the first half, especially stuff, it might, I think the first half of the show was my favorite first half of dynamite of the year. It was a pretty good first half. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, and second half was, I mean, there was, wasn't awful, but I, I, I mean, the first half for me had punk FTR lead off. Then you had the promo from MJF and then you had, um, what, the Jericho? No, we're the second half. Oh, yeah, he was. And then uh, the Jericho stuff, third. It, it was good. Because I was kind of with you, Ship. Like, the Anarchy and Arena match was great. But I was like, okay, where they could go from here? Well, they bought a ticket with me to watch with the hair versus hair, blood and guts, et cetera. Yeah, none of us were invested in this storyline no. Uh, until tonight, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Well, you knew we knew we knew we were getting a rematch when uh, JAS went over. Oh yeah, so. yeah. But so, I almost did. And I talked myself out of it because I'm like, no, nah, so I'm overthinking this. But that's why I don't have the belt. That's why Austin does. He doesn't overthink things. Goes with his gut. But it's only fitting for Austin to beat me by two for the belt. I beat him by one on the golf course last week. Oh, here we go. He got the revenge on me. Because <laughs> I, I, he, he did tell me that was the last win I was going to get last week, and he didn't lie. So, well, the difference is, is I can sandbag on the golf course. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. So, so, Tanner, what you're saying is, is Shep's kind of Paul Heyman. He's giving you spoilers. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, that's a compliment. Yeah, hey, Heyman's one of the best. I know. I'm, I'm complimenting you. Be surprised. Yeah, there's lots of them you'll get. Uh, if uh, you call me Paul Heyman, that's like, that's a compliment. He's an evil genius. Yeah, you called him Heyman. He called you Brooklyn Brawler. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being nice for a minute. I mean, the reason I called you Brooklyn Brawler, you got squashed. Yeah. Not bad. It was bad. It was yeah. yeah. Well, I had some other things going on last week that uh, <laughs> had my attention more. So, well, you, you get all month now to get locked in for Forbidden Door. So, oh yeah, I'm ready back. to go. All right. You know, if so, you don't get it back, then it's a long hey, time from to all out. I'll make it clear. Even though I thought I was going to be on vacation, Paul, I'll put it up on on the line. Yep. Forbidden Door, me versus you. Let's do it. All right, no Tanner. He doesn't get to. He doesn't get to even try. Well, I mean, he's gonna get his butt kicked in golf league this week, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. All right, Austin. You beat him this week. He gets a shot at the uh, triple threat. Ooh, I tell you what. If you beat me this week in golf league, Tanner, oh man, we'll do All a right. triple threat. Oh, right, that's fair. If, if not, it's me versus Paul. That's fair. I'll take a backseat to all out. If not, so All I right. like that. I like that. Fair enough. Gives me something to play for tomorrow. So yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, show rating tonight and wrestler of the night for you guys. Shep, have at it. All right, I'm gonna go with a seven point four. Okay. I love the I love the first segment, second segment of the show with MJF. 
the end was a little weak, but uh, overall, great show, entertained. I never turned the channel, 7.4. Paul? Oh, all right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go 7.6. Not a Ricky score. I like it, Paul. Yeah, uh-huh. Don't want to do that eight. Don't want to do seven, nine, nine either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for the same reasons with Shep, there's a lot of good stuff, but uh, started kind of fading out towards the end there. Well, I hyped up the first half so much, saying it was my favorite first half of Dynamite of the year. I'm going eight one. Um, I, I really enjoyed the first half. I mean, the the opening match was fun. It was better than I thought it was going to be just because I thought it was going to be shorter with Caster and the ass boys on the other side, but the MJF promo, like I said, that's the best promo I've seen in years. Um, it's just so intriguing too. I mean, he's been the, it's been the pro wrestling talk of the world since Saturday, since the meet and greet went down or didn't go down, I should say. And then for it to transpire like this, you to be get busted open talking tomorrow. It's going to get all the podcasts like ours talking tomorrow. Um, and then second half, I kind of agree. I mean, there was good stuff. I mean, I enjoyed the Warload stuff. I enjoyed the main event. Women's match was all right, but um, it was kind of starting to fade a little bit. So. Wrestler of the night. Austin's the champ. You go so first. Gets, Austin's the champ. He gets to go first. Ooh. You go last, Paul, because you hey, squashed. Okay. Hey, you're, I'm a Mark. Dax Harwood. Just, his performance in the first match was okay. You know, he, he was involved with that promo at the end. He's my boy. I'm going to take a shot at tequila for him tonight. Dax Harwood. I like it. I like it. I, I would say MJF, but I never go with somebody who just cuts a promo. I always go with somebody who competed in the match. Um, I'm going to go Punk. Wins his first. I mean, it was a trios match, but his first match as the uh, AW World Champion. And I'm ready to see what he can do as the champion. I think he can take the company to the next level well i'm going mjf the promo i there. mean i mean i was hoping nobody else would because i really didn't want to agree with anybody but the moment that promo ended i was like all right i don't care there's my wrestler of the night yep he's uh if he hasn't got paid a lot of money already he's going to <laughs> oh absolutely in the future whether it be aw or come 2024 if he's his contract's up, WWE or whoever it might be, he's going to get paid a lot of money. So if, if it wasn't a work, he threw out the WWE a couple times tonight. Right. Which is, I know if, if you're a WWE employee, that's like, you're not going to talk about it. That's a no-no. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a no-no. So for him to throw that out multiple times just makes me think like Tony Khan was okay with it. Absolutely. I agree. And, and he said uh, – well, he threw a shit bomb out there three times, I think. I remember when they were on TNT at first, you got like one per week. Now it's like a ton. They yeah. don't care. Um, no, he definitely – he they would have cut off his mic when he was taking jabs at people. Um, so, no, I Japan, think – WWE. I, I still think it was originally – at least part of it was a shoot, and now it's been worked into a work, part of the storyline, which is brilliant because – he is the worker of all workers right now in pro wrestling. So that's why, I mean, Sean Ross Sapp of Fifles even said you got to be careful when you're reporting on MJF because you got to make sure you're not getting worked. Yeah. No, I, I think I think at the start he was upset. I think TK realized it. Now he's like, okay, I'm going to give you the money. 
but let's just let's play it along. Let's get some people hooked. Let's sell some tickets. Hey, down the road, let's sell some merch. You know, let's make a T-shirt about it, probably. Yeah. So here's one more thought before we before we hit end on this recording. Um, I mean, the crowd was behind MGF tonight. At yeah. least at the end, I mean, they were chanting MGF. Could we see this prolong eventually to him taking the title off Punk in a double, double uh, turn? Or, or can we do? Can we see this MJF versus TK, aka Stone Cold versus McMahon? That and you know that I did see somebody on Twitter. They didn't put it in those words, which I like yours better. They said, "Is this leading to Tony versus MJF?" Yeah, I mean somehow. Yeah, I uh, I got some really stone coldy vibes from him tonight in that promo, which then turned into the punk pipe bomb promo for me. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they could still write him off TV. Uh, they could come up with some sort of suspension, suspension. storyline base for a couple of weeks to get him off TV. But uh, well, after, after Forbidden Door, if you if you don't have a guy like Omega coming back, right? Okay. You're, you're going to need a guy like Punk or uh, MJF mm-hmm. because Punk's not going to survive as much as I like the guy. He's not going to fight. We're over a, a rematch maybe with Hangman, but he's going to need new blood. Yeah. So, yep. I'm interested to see what happens with Hangman too going forward. There's a lot of guys that weren't on tonight that I'm interested to see what they're yeah. going to do because, I mean, we do have another huge event this month with pay-per-view and then – Big dynamites after that, and then all yeah. out in September, which we still don't know where it's at. I'm assuming they'll announce that at Forbidden Door, but I would Probably. think if it's Chicago, they really? would have already announced that. They were talking United Center, though, and that's where Forbidden Door is. So you're back to back Labor Day weekend, right? Yeah, and I know Tony's been on record saying he wants to do something Wrigley Field. Ooh. I don't know, though. I mean, I, I'm going to retain on Forbidden Door. So, Paul, you have a chance again in Chicago at Wrigley Field. There you go. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Not, not yeah. where the Guardians play. Cleveland Progressive Field, I think, last time I knew. I don't know. They've yeah, it's, renamed it's it a million field. times. Oh, is it still Progressive Field? It's Progressive so, Field. Uh, well, okay. The Tribe won tonight, so we're good. The Guardians. <laughs> the Tribe. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland. Hey, if um, you get a group of Guardians together, they're called a tribe. So they're the tribe. All right, I'll give you that. I mean, you scored 40 points Sunday, so I'll give you that, brawler. Um, <laughs> uh, any any uh, other final thoughts before Paul puts a wrap on this thing? All right, real quick, guys. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate the, uh, the belt up there, Paul. I appreciate it. Um, love the start of Dynamite tonight was a great uh, transition from uh, the pay-per-view. So let's just see where it goes and uh, appreciate you having me. Yep. We'll see you in a couple weeks. If not a couple weeks, we'll, uh, if you retain, we'll see you. Hey, Tanner, as long as you don't have some girlfriend issues and you got to (laughs) go do all this other stuff. Hey, Paul, you got other business things you got going on. I'm always (laughs) available. I'm like the super sub. Hey, I'm the super sub champion. Super Sunday's a champion. Yeah, yeah, find it. Paul, Paul, you know, I, I will say this, and I'm going to bury myself by saying this, but it is pretty bad when the, the, the side plates have our names on it. 
Austin's name's yeah. not even on it in the titles in this house. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That that's because when I uh, purchased said belt, uh, <laughs> I didn't know Chef was going to be a part of this, and then you kind of sprung it on me that Chef wants a shot at the title, and I went crap. Yep. Hey, email me the guy's name, Paul. I'll give me a side play made. Undisputed belts. I'm right. serious. Go to undisputedbelts.com. That's where I bought that thing. They've got all sorts of different designs, um, and. They do great work, as you can see. I mean, they told me it'd be a week before it shipped out, and it shipped out the next day. No free ads, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they no, did make I'm a belt for uh, us, yeah, so. I was, I was kidding there. but You know, and it was reasonable price, too. And it looks good. looks good. I, I just wish I had it on my backdrop, but I I got to do better. Do better yeah, the I mean. New belt and uh, two people have held it, and you haven't, Tanner. So I mean, it's 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 part of my storyline. Oh, is that it? Are you Cody? Storyline. <laughs> Are you Cody? <laughs> the roadster. It took it away from my dad at the garden. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're jumping ship, is what I'm hearing. So this is going to be a year and eyes podcast, Jeff, because apparently <laughs> Tanner's leaving us for well, a, go, another title. Nice, nice neck yep. tattoo. The old Corvette sign is not leaving the top of the Corvette sign. It does look pretty good up there. Yeah. Well, it will uh, at Forbidden Door. Don't worry. Oh. You better study your New Japan, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm going to put a lot of work into New Japan. I watched weeks of New Japan last week, and I'm still confused because I don't know what the hell they're saying. No, yeah. You know what? I will give New Japan this. They have some amazing sex dolls that wrestle. Look up Kenny Omega. I know I'm what you're serious. talking about, but I didn't see this. It is a great match. Okay, yeah. And then you guys get mad when I call him Jazz Hands. Yeah. yeah. I just want Kenny back on TV. That's all I want. The guy, Kenny the guy Omega. Hey, the guy can work. I don't yeah. give a shoot about his fetishes on the side. No. No. Yeah. Give me a product in the ring. But all right, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod and check out our merch store while you're at it. The uh, links, there's two of them, are in the description of all of our social media. So you can click there and support a great podcast and uh, apparently a new champion for a couple weeks because it's coming back home where it belongs at Forbidden Door, so don't you worry about that. Uh, Tanner, you're never going to hold the the Kicking Out Podcast championship. It's going to go back and forth between Shep and I. You've never technically won it. You're pretty much like uh, Eric Bischoff gave it to Triple H when they got the World Heavyweight title back. You say that. So I I don't mean to cut Paul on his we're, we're cutting off or whatever. We got time though, I yes. guess. Oh, we got. Um, but wait a minute. So Tanner says he never lost it. So how did you ever win it, Paul? I won the old title at uh, a pay per view, and then I defended it successfully at the following pay per view, and then I decided, you know what, we need an upgrade. So I upgraded us. Oh, and then retained it, and then lost it to you. Okay, fair enough. I'm in. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not lying, so I can't, yeah. I, I just upgraded. I'm not like Bischoff getting it, or H getting it from Bischoff. I just upgraded us, like when Cena made the spinner belts. Bischoff's an asshole. Sorry. Well, he's, an, yes. he's an idiot. He he's is just, you know, I, I, I like his podcast, 83 Weeks, but, jeez. Tony, Tony put like him I, in his place the other night like he needed to. He did. And then, yeah. I mean, I sent you guys that link of old TK. He got fired up. Which I liked. I mean, he's showing passion for his, his company and his guy. Um, he is. I mean, I mean he's, he's something. Every bit of 145 pounds and five foot three. So, I love that. But talking about the old uh, Bischoff, old Conrad. Like, Conrad's got so many podcasts. Oh, my God. Keeps uh, adding them. Who cares about his mortgage lending business? That he, <laughs> he's the podfather for a reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, I listened to this last one with, with Ric Flair. And I'm a huge Ric Flair fan. Thick and thin. I don't care. Early days, mid days, late days. Past his prime days, I'm a diehard Ric Flair fan. And his last podcast with Ric Flair, I mean, that that stuff was emotional. It was good stuff, so check it out. Well, that's uh, father-in-law, son-in-law, too, right there. So that's Tom, true. Conrad's Rick's son-in-law, so, I mean, that's they started off Wait, as friends, I, and then he met Flair's, one of Flair's daughters. Yeah. I, I, I get yelled at for, you know, undisputed belts and Austin gets to cut a whole promo on another podcast and get away with it. Yeah. And I, and okay. I've never met Conrad day in my life. No, I'd love to meet the guy. It'd be cool. I mean, he's the podfather, yeah. And I, like I said, he keeps adding great podcasts to his network. So I would uh, like to meet him. If he wants to have a drink. Yeah. I'm sure he would. If he doesn't drink, screw his ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think he does. Uh, <laughs> down in Alabama. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, one of my bucket lists is to sit there and have a beer with Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah that is mine too. Don't beer with Ric Flair. Cool. I, I, I mean, so you're definitely ordering Flair's match on fight because it's Flair and it's your boy. It's Dex. sold out. It's sold out. Yeah. Crocker, I, just, I, just hope gets, I, I just hope he gets through the match. I do too. I think you will. I really do. Actually, I really do. I think you will. Yeah. I, I I really hope that rumor of Hogan being the surprise opponent is not true. That would be awful. Um, he can't take a bump with his back. Hogan's got two hips and a knee from Biomet in Warsaw, Indiana. He might have a back too. Shep making plugs again. That's all right. Sorry. Still local oh, still I, local plugs all out. Hey. I know the pilot that flew the hit down to him. <laughs> hey, hey, while you're at it, Paul, before we get off that, make a local plug. Yeah. Oh, I can do a lot of local plugs. Uh, you know, uh, be sure to come out to the Manitow Moose Family Fund Center, 1107, here in Rochester on uh, June 18th, as the uh, FWF, Functified Wrestling Federation, will be hosting their first ever show there. Austin's going to put 200 chairs out for us. And, um, well, apparently I've been told that the KOP title will make a debut there since it will not have been defended by that. It's a really good chance it'll be there. Yeah. There's a it's really going to be one of those things. Paul, if Shep's there, it's there. It's a really good chance Paul slash 
his dad, Chris Brown, ends up in Lake Manitow. <laughs> that would be great. <sighs> I, mean, I swear. It's a good point. Yeah. Hey, if I end up in the lake, it's okay. It'll cool me down a little bit. <laughs> Have you seen what I wear to the ring? Exactly. <laughs> Just let me take the jacket off first. Hey, I mean, at least we're not picking on Tanner. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. We don't have a cruise rate division in FWI. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Oh, see if he ever wins it again, we'll have to make him like you know the little Ray Mysterio, the little man who won the world. Hey, Ray's a, le- Ray's a legend, so I'll take that. You could have. Uh, I could. Paul, Paul, you just missed it. You could have called me Spike Dudley. You could have called yeah. me Sh- Shannon Moore. You could have called me. I. I said, me, if you ever win it, you could have called me Hornswoggle. I mean, you just blew it. You called me Ray, so I'll take it. No, I said, if you ever win it, I'll get it. Hey, no, you he's coming. Hey, easy spike. Oh, that's all I've been using on Paul, but now he's upgraded to Brooklyn Brawler, so he's working his way up. All right, I'll just have to call Dick the Bruiser Jr. Then you are the king of the squash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, hey. Boys, I appreciate it. Yes, it was fun. Good. Yep, and we uh, go ahead. Yeah. And wrap it up, Paul. I forgot where I was at the wrap up. Jeez, thanks, Shep. Uh, be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media. Buy some Kicking Out Podcast merchandise, which uh, Shep has some now hanging behind him there, unfortunately, but uh, only for a little while. And then he'll have to buy a shirt or a coffee mug or something. And uh, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on that Apple podcast. If that happens to be where you listen to the Kicking Out podcast, be sure to like and subscribe to all of our social medias so you know when we release a new podcast episode. And be sure to follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921 and this guy who claims to be a champion at the Shep 27. And for that... With that, for Austin Shepard and Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.